I recently shared an episode of what might be keeping you stuck or stagnant in your business. There's one thing I didn't add to this list though, that is very much deserving of its own episode. I'm sure you know I'm talking about self-sabotage. Often we don't pause and think about how self-sabotage might be manifesting for ourselves and our business. And so in today's episode, I wanted to share with you some signs that you could be self-sabotaging and what you can do to move through it. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to today's episode of the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I have been wanting to do an episode on self-sabotage for the longest time. And the reason for this is because I'd say that most business owners encounter it at one time or another. And I'll be the first to put up my hand and say that I most definitely have. Although these days I'm pretty good at knowing when it's rearing its head and recognizing what's going on, looking for my triggers, and then of course moving through it. But here's the thing, if you don't have self-sabotage under check, you may find yourself spiraling, you may find yourself with lowered self-esteem, you may find yourself stuck in your business. There's so many effects of self-sabotage. So this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you today so that perhaps maybe this might be the catalyst for moving through it once and for all. Firstly, let's explore what exactly are we talking about when we say self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is where despite having those big goals and dreams and desires or even values for yourself and your business, you inadvertently go about undermining yourself with actions that are not congruent with these desires, goals and values and all those sorts of things. In fact, what often happens is you do the opposite. And the root cause of self-sabotage can come from a number of different places, fear, comparison, negative self-talk, past experiences, lots of different places. Here's the really super sneaky element of self-sabotaging is that often your results when you're self-sabotaging, reinforces that root cause in the first place. And that's what keeps you stuck. So let's say that you are you know, crippled by fear, that you're just so overwhelmed by fear. And then you've got all of these stories that you tell yourself about how you're going to fail and da-da-da-da-da. Then you start self-sabotaging in whatever way means that looks like in this situation. And then essentially you are failing because you haven't reached those desires and goals that you want for yourself. And so the result reinforces that root cause. Now, you might remember in last week's episode, I shared a psychology tool, thoughts generate feelings, generate actions, 
generate results, right? So all of that cycle is all dependent on that very first initial thought that you have for yourself. So if you haven't listened to episode number 65, please go back and listen to it because I think that that would be such a beautiful prelude to this conversation. We will touch a little bit on that, but it's definitely a beautiful segue into self-sabotaging. Okay, so how do you know that you're self-sabotaging? Like with anything, it is a spectrum, but there's a few common things that I see time and time again, as well as experienced myself. So I thought I would share with you a few of those today, just in case something resonates with you and your own experiences. So the first one might be that you're avoiding tasks that you know will bring in new clients or grow your business. And instead of doing those tasks that get you visible or call in those ideal clients, you get stuck in busy work, like things that don't really need to get done, things that are lower priority tasks that could potentially be getting you in front of that ideal client. And part of this is because there's a level of vulnerability that comes with being visible or attracting new clients or bigger clients or whatever that goal might be for you. So if you find yourself with a goal around attracting in maybe a higher caliber of client or more clients or whatever that might be, and then you don't do that thing and instead you're over here replacing that with busy work or work that really doesn't move your business forward and you know you don't really need to be doing at this point in time then this is a good sign that maybe you might be self-sabotaging another one might be that you are playing it safe in your comfort zone and shying away from taking action on those bigger goals or aspirations in your business and this one can often come from imposter syndrome or from fear. And here's the thing about this one is that you have a clear goal of what you want your business to look like or your life to look like. And yet you consistently stay doing the same things. And so what's going to obviously happen is you're going to keep getting the same results. So here's the thing. I understand this one. This one was very much me for, I'd say the first six months in my business. In 2017, I wrote my business plan. I knew exactly what I wanted my coaching business to look like, who I was going to serve, what my offers were going to look like. And when I moved from Sydney to Brisbane in 2019 and launched my business, I was stuck in fear and overcome with imposter syndrome. And despite having that really clear goal of what I wanted my business to look like. And despite having all the experience that I had to this point, I still didn't feel like I was worthy enough. And so I undermined everything and launched my business with a completely different offer, with completely different positioning and whatnot. That held me back for six months. Now, that is a moot point. It's been, it's done, whatever. But some people might get caught up in that story and in that place for much, much longer than this. So if you are playing it safe, staying in your comfort zone, 
because you think that it is the better place to be. Trust me, it is not. And this is self-sabotage that is keeping you there, driven by the root cause of maybe fear or imposter syndrome or whatever that might look like. But if you are consistently taking actions to stay stuck instead of moving towards your goals, then that is the sign for you. The third one is that you undervalue yourself both with pricing and your offer, kind of piggybacking off the previous point, as I said. And I want to caveat this with, this is very normal for early stages of business in the sense that your pricing probably won't be what it will be later on in your journey. In the messy middle, this is when you really want to start to refine your pricing and your offers and things like that. But if you're in the messy middle and you're still undervaluing yourself despite clear evidence that you are able to deliver on the transformational promise that you say you are, you get your clients everything that they need to get to and you're at the bottom of the market or at the lower end of the market, then this is a definite sign that you are self-sabotaging. And the problem with this is that if you are undervaluing yourself or underpricing yourself, then A, it sends a wrong message out to your audience that you're the lower tier in your industry. But B, you may not be attracting those ideal clients because often what happens when you're at the cheaper end of the market, you often attract people who want all the things but only want to pay bottom price. And so if you have an inability to increase your prices despite having financial goals, despite having all the experience that you need to have a higher price point in your business, this is a clear sign you are self-sabotaging. The fourth one is that you spend more time planning and learning than you do implementing and taking action. Now, this is a big one and a very, very common one. Probably should have been number one, actually. You're always learning the things and it feels good. I've spoken about this in the podcast before. It's like you learn, learn, learn. You get dopamine, 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 but then nothing happens. And you feel like you've learned something, so therefore you've done something. But the reality is unless you're implementing what you're learning, it means absolutely nothing. So. If you're stuck in that learning cycle rather than taking action and moving your business forward and being bold and working towards your vision or your goals or your dreams and desires, then that is a very clear sign that you are self-sabotaging. And then the fifth one is it's kind of similar to the fourth one, except that you just get caught on everything being just so before moving forward. And I think that we can have these beliefs around what this next level looks like and what we need and all the things, you know, I need to have evidence that I've worked with this client, this client, this client, and I have to have this checkbox ticked and this checkbox ticked and this checkbox ticked. Once I've got all of those things, then I'm able to do the thing that I need to get to that big goal. No, 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 no. It does not work like that. You can't wait for the evidence before you go and do the things, right? You've got to go out, test it, take action and move forward and trust that you have enough in your toolkit to do those things. Trust that you have learned enough, not only in your business, but in your life and your previous experience and all the rest of it to do the things. I assure you that the people who are most successful, even the people that you admire online, who are doing well and killing it out there, it's not because they're better than you. It's because they do the things to get better, right? They don't wait for permission with a checklist of things that they're supposed to have achieved before they move to the next step. It doesn't work like that. So if you're waiting for that, 
metaphoric checklist to be complete before you move into the next stage, well then this is a sign you are self-sabotaging. Number six is that you fixate on past mistakes, criticism, failures, and allow all of these things to hold you back from moving forward in your business. I have definitely experienced this in the past. I have had periods where I felt like I had failed at certain things and then that became a narrative for me to be a failure. And again, I've shared this before, but if you haven't heard me say it, or maybe even if you have, it's good to hear it again. Mistakes are inevitable. Mistakes are necessary. If you're not making mistakes, you're not being aggressive enough towards your goals because not one person out there is doing hard things and landing on their feet 100% of the time. It's just not possible. You're going to take a big jump and you're going to trip maybe on the first one or the second one or the third one, but then you'll land it and then you'll land it consistently thereafter and then you'll take that next big leap, right? And I used to think I was so caught up in perfectionism. I was so caught up in getting it right. I had to be right. I had to, you know, it was part of my personality, but also I think part of us, it's, it's drummed into us at school, is that either you're right or you're wrong in tests. And, you know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. That's it. You've got to do better. And I think that that can really permeate into our psyche. And then we start to believe, well, I'm not very good at this thing over here. I'm a failure at that thing. So I'm going to stay right away from that. But I assure you that failing or making a mistake at something is just an opportunity to learn something new. It's an opportunity to learn what not to do or what, how to do things differently next time. And you're going to need to fail in order to move forward as not just a business owner, but also as a human being. I also think that embracing making mistakes and being kind to yourself when you do and reflecting on, okay, what could we do differently next time helps you to move through that faster. But if you're not taking action because of past mistakes or issues that have happened in the past, instead of thinking about how you can do things differently and moving forward, then that friend is definitely a sign you are self-sabotaging. And then the seventh one that I wanted to share today, there are more than this, but I just wanted to pull out some of the key ones, is that you're overly self-critical and regularly compare yourself to others. And this could be the combination of all the things that we've spoken about before. But let's say you are looking at people online and thinking, oh, that person is so great. Look at how amazing they show up. I could never do that. And so therefore you don't, right? You're comparing yourself to that person over there that you don't even know that has zero bearing on you and your business. But you're thinking, I'm not as good as that person, so I'm not going to do the thing. And let me tell you on that note, I'm like getting up on my pedestal here, so I'm going to just get down a little bit. But, you know, When I first started, for instance, on video, sharing video, those first few videos, they were terrible. My first few reels, you know, I look at them and I cringe. I'm like, oh, they're like heavily uh, filtered and they're just so silly. But I just gave it a go. I was like a very early adopter of reels. I wasn't perfect. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I just did the thing. And then you just get better. I'm not saying I'm the best person at making reels, far from it, but I just do it, right? And the more you do things, the more whether it's showing up on stories or 
being visible or writing an article to put in a PR or pitching yourself for a podcast or putting out that amazing offer that you've been thinking about and percolating on, whatever it might be, there's always going to be someone a few steps ahead of you or a few steps to the side of you. Put your blinders on, be proud of that person and all their achievements, but they are not they are not a reason not to do what you want to do. Okay? So stop looking at other people online and and then feeling bad about yourself. Rather look at it as an inspiration of what might be possible. Okay, so there's some signs about self-sabotage. So what do you do to move through it? I have a very simple framework and it's very similar to what I shared in last week's episode, but maybe just a little bit more detailed. And I want to caveat this is that I will always be a work in progress when it comes to self-sabotaging, because as I said earlier, the more that you push yourself to your outer comfort limits or even outside your comfort limits, which I you know, think we all do as business owners, then self-sabotage will come up. And so having a very simple toolkit or framework will help you to identify that it's happening and maybe choose a different approach moving forward so that you don't get stuck not moving towards your goals and vision and and whatnot. Okay, so step number one is awareness (laughs) that I'm sure boss is no surprise to you, especially after last week's episode. But awareness is the most important part of being a business owner. So all behavior change begins with awareness of the problem existing in the first place. It's impossible, as you know, to change anything unless you are aware of the problem and that the impact that it has on yourself and your business and things like that. So how do you become more aware? Well, firstly, go back and listen to episode 65 if you haven't already done so. But Start to observe yourself, observe your thoughts, your patterns, your behaviors, start to take more notice of what's going on around you. The second piece is to incorporate reflection. So once you're aware that self-sabotaging might be happening in your business or for yourself, you might want to understand why. Why is why am I undermining myself? So what might be the cause of self-sabotaging? As I said, there's a number of different reasons. It could be insecurity. It could be that you're devaluing yourself. It could be that there's someone in your life that's devaluing you. I mean, there could be a number of different reasons. Then maybe think about are there some triggers that send you into a self-sabotage spiral? So it could be that someone mentions something and then that reminds you of a time when you failed and all of the things that happened as a result of that failure and therefore you think that you know that same thing is going to happen again and so you want to stay nice and safe and not do the things to move your business forward or reach those goals so identifying those triggers are super important in your reflection the next one might be to consider what has been the impact of self-sabotaging to this point. I shared a number of different examples of self-sabotaging. You might have thought, oh my gosh, every single one of those or a few of those or whatever. Think about how does self-sabotage keep you stuck? How does self-sabotage undermine what you're looking to achieve in this world and the impact that you're looking to create and the support that you want to deliver for your clients? So spend some time reflecting and unpacking 
what's going on for you and the impacts. The third thing is to then start to address. Once you understand the triggers of what might be driving those self-sabotage actions, teasing out those negative thoughts with either someone that you trust or in a journal or in a meditation practice or out for a walk, you want to start to actually speak to the problems that you're experiencing. So let's say you are struggling with imposter syndrome. Well, then you need to start to address, well, why do I feel this way? What examples do I have that I am not skilled or equipped to go after this goal? What examples do I have that I am not worthy of this or that I can't do this? What do I actually need? Forget about that list of all of that, that checklist, but do I even need anything else? Or could I give it a go? Could I create a mini milestone or a stepping stone so that I don't have to go all the way, but at least I can get some evidence that I am capable of doing this bigger thing in my business? This is also really helpful when you're working with a coach because a good coach should be able to tease it out of you around what's your thoughts and fears as well as helping you to face it head on so that you can move forward. And what I want to say about this work is you may need to cycle back through the levels or through the steps before you can move on. This isn't a, okay, one done, two done, three done, four done. It doesn't work like that, especially when we're dealing with mindset, especially when we're dealing with perhaps even deep-rooted fears or past trauma that you've experienced. I know for me, when it came to selling my first business and the narrative that I had around being a failure, it took years to undo that. It took years. But that consistent work, it paid off. And now I'm super aware and I have the toolkit to help others move through their challenges. But knowing that it may take a little bit of time But I assure you that these steps really do work. So if you do have some fears, addressing what is the worst that can happen? Actually, that was a piece of advice that I had when I launched my first business. My older brother said to me, Christy, what is the worst that could happen? And you know what? The worst did happen and I'm standing and I'm all the better for it, right? So that is the worst case scenario is that I sold my business and that it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out. But my life turned out so much better. This business is the way that it is because of all of those past experiences. So sometimes when your worst fears are even realized, what's on the other side of that is something so glorious that you couldn't have even imagined in the first place. But you never know that. You're never going to know that unless you take action and do the things that you need to do in order to move forward. Now, the fourth one is a beautiful extension of what I was just sharing, and that is to take action. So connect back to that deeper vision of your business, your mission and your values and the goals and all the things that you're looking to achieve, even if it's a short-term goal and it feels super vulnerable and you just want to opt out, connect back to it. What will be made possible both intrinsically and extrinsically when you reach that thing? Okay, so you're connecting to that. There's a deeper purpose. And then making a plan. Yes, there's the P word again, making a plan of some simple steps that you can take. And once you do a few simple steps that move you forward and move edge you a little bit closer, then do a few more, make them get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a little bit like climbing Everest. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I definitely use this analogy with my clients. People who climb Everest 
don't cut their teeth on Everest. They, you know, start by mountain hiking and then they do the next one and then they do the next one and then they train and then they do the next one and then they do the next one. And so it's a little bit like that when you're moving towards a bold vision. I didn't wake up one day with the business that I have today. It took consistent action. It took moving through my own fears, getting out of my own way, addressing the things that was keeping me stuck, pushing self-sabotage to the side and in replace of that, taking action towards the things that I actually want. And number five is repeat. And as I said before, you might need to circle back through some of these steps over and over and over again until you are more confident with moving through it. And the last one is to get support. As I've said a few times in this episode, the bigger your goals are, the more you're pushing yourself beyond your comfort limits, the harder it may be for you. And you may find you need to get support at this point. Support to not only move through it, but accountability to stay in it, to stay in the work. Because what can happen is you will relapse. If you start doing a few things and things don't quite go your way, then that's going to reinforce that original thought and then you step back. But you've got to keep in it. You've got to keep doing the work. You've got to keep moving forward despite the setbacks that might happen along the way. Because I assure you that if I had opted out at the setbacks that I've had in my journey, I would not be recording this podcast for you today. On that note, I want you to remember that self-sabotage impacts many, if not all, business owners at a point in time. And too often, it's what keeps you stuck and trapped in a cycle. But with awareness and with a toolkit, you can move through it and you can achieve those big goals that you have on your list or that vision that you have for your business. Imagine what could be possible if you were to recognize when you were self-sabotaging and you were able to move through it and do the things that you want to do and achieve the things that you want to achieve. Remember my story. I didn't land where I thought I was going to land, but I landed in a much better place. So trust the process and trust that even by doing the work, you're going to be in a far better position than where you are today. So that's a wrap on self-sabotage, a big conversation for you today. I really do hope that this has supported you in your business. As always, if you are enjoying the content here on the podcast, I would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already done so, or even if you have, please feel free to leave me an Apple podcast review. You just jump into the Apple app, scroll down to the bottom of my profile and just leave an honest review of your experience with the show. I would very much appreciate that. Another way, of course, you can support the show is by taking a screenshot and sharing it out to your Instagram stories. Or another great way of supporting the show is thinking of a friend who you know could benefit from the stories that I share and the messages that I share here. Please feel free to share the link wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you as always, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.